0: perspective 2020 corrective perspective would you pray that the lord could speak to your heart cuz i'm not good enough jesus i pray right now that in the next little while that you could talk to somebody god because our perspective affects our eternity god i pray that your presence would overshadow us and the spirit of god would move in our midst and that we would hear your voice as you would speak to us Lord, we pray that the hand of God would talk to somebody's heart today. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus to let your glory speak to somebody. Give somebody hope today. Help somebody in their time of need, oh God. I'm trusting in you, believing in you, God. You're able, amen. In Jesus' name, turn to somebody before you're seated. Tell them, get your vision right. You may be seated. On that particular day, Jesus caused them to see what fear had kept them from seeing. Jesus caused them to see what fear had kept them from seeing. They had been living in a blind panic. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know where to go. They had forgotten all about his resurrection declaration. And it is so human for us in times of difficulty to forget. They forgot all the power Jesus had displayed. They forgot all the miracles that he had done and the promises that he had made to them. They simply forgot it in their time of terror. All they could see in their mind was a dead man in a tomb. That's it. So he showed them his hands and his side and he corrected their perspective. Satan does not want you to see through eyes of faith. The enemy does not want you to see what God is up to. He does not want that. Many times our negative situations blind us to the goodness of God. I'm going to say that again in case you missed it the first time it ran by. I'm telling you our negative situations blind us from seeing the goodness of God. In our carnal state of negativity, we lose sight of God's mercy. We lose sight of his kindness. We lose sight of his power. We lose sight of his provision. We lose sight of everything when that darkness takes over our mind. We get eternal reality and temporal reality confused. They are different, you know. My temporary reality is not the same as my eternal reality. They are two totally separate things. What my life is right now is not what it's going to be forever. This This is my temporary reality. I am fully aware of who I am and everything about me. All my weaknesses, my good, my bad. But this is not all there is to my story. And if the devil can get you looking and deciding that this is all there is to your story, he will drive you in the ground. But if you can ever realize there's a whole lot more in store for me, then you can readjust and do a corrective perspective. Amen. So we gotta realize that. We need to get 2020 vision for 2020. I need a fresh vision and a fresh perspective That listen, I want you to hear this statement. This is what I've got to have. My vision has got to be changed. I've got to understand what I can do is more powerful than what I can't do. I appreciate Brother brother Josh hadn't seen my notes and he just kind of opened the door in what he was saying earlier. I need a vision that what I can do is more powerful than what I can't do. But if the devil has his way and if the flesh has its way, then you're gonna be looking a whole lot more at what you can't do. There are a lot of things I can't do. Right now I can't talk without whistling. I won't fix that. Because it drives you crazy and drives me even more crazy. There are a lot of things I can't do, and I get that. But there, listen to me, listen to this statement. There's a lot of things I can't do, but there are absolutely no limit on the things I can do. You say, Oh, you better back that up, Charlotte's looking at me like, what tree did you fall out of, Pastor? I fell out of this tree. Philippians said, I. Can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. So yes, there's a lot of things I can't do, but I'm unlimited to what I can do. And we've got to establish a can-do perspective for 2020 instead of a can't do. Our attitude has such a powerful impact on our lives. And our attitude is affected by our perspective and it can literally make us or break us. How we see things will make or break our walk with God. Amen. Amen. Do not, I I, I don't know if they have this. It's from, I wanna make a recommendation to you, not for doctrinal things, uh, salvation issues, leave the translation alone. But when you're praying the scripture, I'm going to tell you, I have found something amazing. The Passion Translation, TPT, the, the Passion Translation is amazing to pray the Psalms with. It's, uh, just a little recommendation for you. I'm not about doctrine, because it, it's, it's watered down a little bit, but man, it is amazing. I want to I share with you a little story out of Philippians, out of the Passion Translation. Look at how much encouragement you've found in your relationship with the anointed one. You are filled to overflowing with his comforting love. You have experienced a deepening friendship with the Holy Spirit and you have felt his tender affection and mercy. So I'm asking you, Paul said, I'm asking you as my friends that you be joined together in perfect unity with one heart, one passion, one united in love, walk together with one harmonious purpose and you'll fill my heart with with an unbounded joy. He said, be free from pride-filled opinions. Be free from pride-filled opinions for they will only harm your cherished unity. Don't allow self-promotion to hide in your hearts, but in an authentic humility, put others first and view others as more important than yourselves. Abandon every display of selfishness. Possess a greater concern for what matters to others instead of your own interest. And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, set before us. Let his mindset, the King James Version said, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. But the passion says, let his mindset become your motivation. Even though he was God, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. Anybody ever see that person on your job that gets promoted just one step? and can't handle a promotion? They get that promotion on Friday. They come walking in different on Monday. (laughs) Jesus, some of you have done it. That's why you're laughing right now. Mm Mm-hmm. of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. He became human, he humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and he was obedient. He was a perfect example even in his death. It was a criminal's death by crucifixion, but he was obedient and because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day submit to his name in the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, and in the demonic realm. And every tongue will proclaim in in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord, bringing glory and honor to God the Father. And he was demoted from being God to dying the death of a criminal. Some of us, we get demoted the slightest or even think somebody thinks less of us and it ruins our year, bless God, and we gonna let people know how bad we've been mistreated. And he was taken, reduced, allowed himself to go from being God to being, suffering the death of a criminal. You hear me, right now, I'm here to declare on this second Sunday of the new year that we cannot survive the things we're gonna face this year if we do not have corrective perspective. You're not gonna survive this year if you do not have corrective perspective. It's hard to see every knee bowing and every tongue confessing his lordship when the guys you work with take his name in vain about every 15 minutes. It's hard to believe that his every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess when they make a movie about him being queer every you know they make him something different all the time used to he was hanging out with Mary Magdalene sleeping with Mary Magdalene now they've got him as queer they're always, and it's hard to believe in that kind of atmosphere where his name is taken in vain and his trash and all that. Say all that. It's hard to imagine, but listen to me, one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. It's about corrective perspective. Philippians, Paul said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. It's hard to whip somebody like that. It's hard to whip somebody that won't stop rejoicing. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are on Facebook, Whatever things are on Instagram, whatsoever things are on Twitter, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Uh-huh, help him. He's trying to drift over in that area again. I'm gonna tell you something. You do yourself a big, you just need to read it. It ain't just coming from preachers. You need to read it. You need to get offline for a little while and get a life outside of that chain. I know I know I I know right where I'm at. I know it's 2020. I know that. But it ain't just preachers, it's psychologists now. It's everybody saying there's a chain there and you need to break it cuz you don't need all that feed in your mind if you're going to think positive and think on good things. Amen. If you don't eliminate if you don't eliminate it at least reduce it And then if you try and see that you can't reduce it, you need to come to our addiction class. I'm telling you, they say that Facebook and that kind of thing gives the same body functions as drugs. Oh, you look at me all smug like that. I don't care how you look at me. It don't matter. It's the truth. There's a reason it's worldwide. There's a reason it's so popular. The enemy wants up in your brain because your perspective is going to affect your eternity. And you gotta be careful about what's got a hold of your perspective. Hey Amen. I can't always prevent the lights from going out in my life. Brother Boyd, I sent you a text this morning. And I had it on my computer and one of our conversations earlier popped up at the same time and it was a video. The last video I have of my dad. And it came over me all over again. I wasn't expecting to see it pop up. And I listened to him sing that last song that I showed y'all that video. I'm telling you, We can't help it sometimes. The light's gonna go out in our life but we can learn to sing a song in the night. If the light goes out, you can't stop that but you can sing a song in the night. I'm telling you, there's more things you can do than you can't do. I got a whole list of them. I can't help being knocked down from time to time but I can get back up. I can't help it if somebody irritates me, but I can keep them from getting to me. I can't help it that life is unfair at times, but I can make up my mind not to waste the rest of my life pouting about being treated unfairly. Wow! He's smoking red hot this morning. I ran across a story, Thad, and it just touch me so powerfully Uh, some of you may have heard of this lady she is a veteran correspondent listen to what she said she said I may have been a victim that night but I am not a victim for the rest of my life this was from a veteran foreign correspondent Laura Logan and she was describing the mindset that she adopted in the aftermath of a brutal attack and rape by a mob in Cairo, Egypt, Tahrir Square in 2011. That was the night that Egyptian dictator Hosni Mubarak was overthrown. And they were dancing in the streets and she was there reporting it. And the lights went out on her, on her camera crew accidentally and when it went dark, they grabbed her and took running with her and they brutally raped her. They said every joint in her body was distended. That's the, the hospital report. It was brutal, but listen to this statement. She said, to me, they took so much from me that one night. Why would I give them the rest of my life? And some of you need to think about that right now. There's been a lot somebody took from you. Somebody hurt you bad, but why in the world would you give them the rest of your life? Come on, and there's more things you can do. There's more things you can do than what you can't do. I can't help what people say about me, but I can make up my mind not to let them control my destiny. I can't help how I was raised, but I can be responsible for where I end up. I can't help how I look, but I can recognize that who I am on the inside is way more important than how I look on the outside. I can't stop storms from coming into my life, but I can find a shelter in Jesus Christ. I can't stop people from striking out at me, but I can control my emotion. I can't always be first, but I can stand in line until I get there. Somebody said, if I can't have it first, I don't want it. Honey, I made up my mind. If I don't get it first, I'll just keep waiting until I get my turn. Oh, my Lord. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I can't always figure people out, but I can be patient with them. I can't stop the clouds from passing over, but I can wait for them to pass. I can't keep my eyes on everything going on, but I can keep my eyes on Jesus. I can't keep the birds from flying over my head, but I can stop them from building a nest up, up in that hair. Has a desperate bird built his nest in my hair. I can't reach everybody with the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I can reach somebody. I can't comfort every heart that's broken, but I can comfort one or two or three or four. I can't figure out where this nation is going to be a year from now, but I can make up my mind to still be standing with Jesus. I can't figure out what our culture is gonna approve of next. Everybody say, get real quiet. He's getting crazy now. This year, ladies and gentlemen, the men are gonna start wearing dresses. Since you ladies took over the pants, men are starting to wear dresses this year. Thad, you shopping yet, baby? You say, Keep it real, Pastor. I am real, real. So real, some of you don't like it. I can't figure out what our culture is going to prove next, but I can stay true to my convictions. I'm going to leave that sitting here a minute. Somebody needs to respond to that in your heart, not necessarily making noise. This world ain't gonna stay sane, ladies and gentlemen. It's going crazy. It's gonna allow everything under the sun. It's gonna do everything under the sun. It's gonna end up way worse than Sodom and Gomorrah if it's not already there. But listen to me, you gotta hang on to what God has given you. You gotta stand on your convictions. I can't control where I may have to go at times, but I can be in church every opportunity I have and I can pray. I can't help taking a wrong turn every once in a while, but I can stop and ask for directions. Oh, come on, I'm swinging some of you a second time on that one. I said I can't help it if I take a wrong turn every once in a while, but I can stop and ask for directions and I can turn around. I can't help saying the wrong thing occasionally, but I can apologize. If you've never apologized for anything stupid you've done, you ought to try it, it's wonderful. Whoa, I'm glad you cold-natured folks are enjoying it this morning. I'm so thankful you're blessed. I can't control the decisions my adult children make but I can continue to love them and pray for them and be there for them. I can't help it if someone is not there for me when I need them but I can still be there for them. I can't help it if someone is I can't help those who have let me down but I can always remember that Jesus has never been one of them. I can't be rich in money, but I can recognize that the best things in life don't even cost money. I can't help losing some things in life, but I can still be grateful for what I have. Too often, if we're not careful, we'll get our cans and can'ts mixed up. The children of Israel were unable to knock down the walls of Jericho but they could march around them, and they could shout when it was time to shout. I, I I watched somebody this morning. We was all up here praying, and you ain't gonna know who it was. I just happened to see them, and I know they they wrestle with depression and discouragement and all kinds of things. And we was up here praying, and I I, I watched you. I'm not talking about ever watching one specific person. It sat there. thought, yep, you're gonna get what you came for. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's That's the children of Israel, they were not able to knock down the walls. You hear me? They did not have the ability to bring down the walls. I don't know what your walls are. I don't know what you struggle with. I don't know what your addiction is. And you may not be able to knock down the walls, but bless God, you can march around the walls. You can get off of your rear end and do what God asks you to do. And you can worship him. And you can praise him. And you can shout when the church is worshiping because there's no telling when the walls are gonna come down ah uh, david could not handle saul's armor and sword but he could swing a sling paul and silas could not pull off a jailbreak but they could pray and sing paul said not that i speak in respect of want for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, that means brought down, and I know how to abound, that means lifted up. Everywhere and in all things I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. But he said one thing I can do, all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can worship God when I'm standing tall and I can worship God when I'm flat on my back. I can worship God when I got it all together and I can still worship God when I don't have nothing together. I can worship when I'm winning and I can worship when it looks like I'm losing. It's cool, Elijah could not bring the fire down but he could offer the sacrifice that would cause God to bring the fire down. Somebody, you you say, well, when I see the fire, I'll, I'll do something. When I feel something, I'll do it. No, Elijah didn't feel nothing. He said, I'm gonna build an altar, I'm gonna make a sacrifice, and when I do my part, I got a feeling God's gonna do his, and kaboom! Hey man, somebody needs to step up a little bit and do what you can do and stop worrying about what you can't do. Job could never understand why he was facing so many trials. But he could make a decision about his trust in God and simply say, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Joshua could not keep other families from backsliding. God have mercy, did I announce a game of Come on What's that game called? Huh? The Quiet Game? Who announced the Quiet Game? Did he put something on the screen Joshua could not keep other families from backsliding and turning to other gods, but he could make up his mind and declare, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Peter and John did not have silver and gold, but they could use the name of Jesus to bring healing to a lame man. The four friends of the guy with palsy could not get through the front door, but they could tear the roof off. I'm just telling you folks don't look at what you can't do you get to looking at what you can do cause you can't do a whole lot but you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth us The woman with the issue of blood could not get to Jesus to ask for her healing, but she could get down and low and get a hold of the hem of his garment and get her healing. The widow could not make the unjust judge do anything to help her, but she could just keep coming back and coming back and coming back until he said, you're going to drive me crazy. What do you want? There's a lot of things you can't do. You can't control other people, but you can control your communication with Almighty God and you can just keep holding on until something happens. (laughs) (laughs) The disciples could not catch fish, but they could let down their nets at the command of Jesus so he could completely fill their nets. The little lad could not feed the multitude but he could give what he had to Jesus and watch Jesus take care of the multitude. Naaman could not find a cure for his leprosy, but he could be obedient to the odd command of the prophet Elisha and get a miracle. Esther could not stop the destruction of her people, but she could fast and pray and risk it all for a miracle deliverance. The three Hebrew boys, they could not control the commands of a wicked king, but they could make up their mind not to bend and not to bow, and God would make the decision that they're not gonna burn either. Daniel could not control the evil schemes of his jealous peers, but he could be faithful to his prayer time and let God do the locking of the lion's jaws and let God take care of his enemies. There's more you can do than what you can't do. Look with me at a cool story. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. This is the prophet. His only hope, his only sustenance is a brook. A brook. And God's taking care of him with ravens and he's drinking from the brook and the brook dries up. So here's a preacher coming off of a failure, a disappointment, and the word of the Lord said to him, go to Zarephath. And uh, he said, dwell there. I've, I've got a widow woman there that's going to help sustain me. So he rose up. He went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the city, he beheld the place, the place he was supposed to go, the widow woman. And she was there gathering sticks. And he called her and said, hey, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he said, hey, 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 uh, one other thing. Bring me a morsel of bread in my hand. And she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil in a cruise. And I, what I'm doing right now is I'm gathering a couple of sticks up and I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna dress it for me and my son. And we're gonna eat that and then we're gonna die because we don't have nothing else and no way of getting anything else. Now here's a prophet that's just come in from a defeat. His brook has just dried up. But yet he's still believing. He's still holding on. And Elijah said unto her, don't be afraid. Go and do as thou hast said. But first, he said, make me a little cake. Bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. That just sounds insane to me. That sounds like what some of you people hear from the, and when you when you support the work of God when you pay your tithe and offering people say that is so cruel of the church to take your money you need that more than they do Gee put that sign up again brother Boyd quit that he's just laughing at me up there listen to me folks it ain't about church sinking or swimming without your money. It's about you do what you can do with your money and watch God do amazing things. I told a little funny story a while ago in in Faba class. For, for, for Christmas, for quite some time, I've been wanting an espresso machine. If you don't know what that is, it's cool, makes some heavy-duty coffee. makes It makes coffee. You don't even have to have a cup. You can just hold it in your hand. It just, just stands there. And... And, and I've been wanting one of them. They're pretty high dollar machines. And and I just keep putting it off and putting it off. And then it, at Christmas, my wife and I were in Lowe's, and I said, Man, I'd love to have one in pellet grills. You know what a pellet grill is? You know, it drops some little chunks of just little pieces of wood in there. You you have the convenience of a gas grill with, the, with the smoke. I mean, it, you don't have to do nothing. You just turn it on, and just leave it going. I'm cooking a steak right in it. No, not really. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to one of these days soon. And I wanted both those things. I said, you know, nah, I don't need to spend the money for that. That's too much money. I don't, I don't need that. Well, Friday, I was wandering around over Nacogdoches, and I wandered into Dirt Cheap. Anybody know where Dirt Cheap? Anybody been to Dirt Cheap? If you want to go to Dirt Cheap, I'll tell you how to shop Dirt Cheap. It ain't easy. Don't wear your clean clothes, honey. You will get Dirt Tea at Dirt Cheap. So I walk, honest to God, dude, I walk in Dirt Cheap. I'm about 25 steps in, and I look. There's a espresso. Then I had to go test it out. I even made a cup of coffee with it right there in the store. That woman said, oh, that coffee smells good. I said, yes, ma'am, this one's mine. If I get another one, you can have it. I walk a few steps further. A pit boss pellet grill. I ain't lying to you, dude. I used it yesterday. I did cook steak yesterday. I, you know, I, what I'm trying to say to y'all is... It's not, God have mercy. Feel your belly button right now. Don't tell nobody what you're doing. Come on, some of you look at me like I'm dumb. I told you, feel your belly button right now. Bunch of rebellious people. That thing was giving you everything you needed before you could ever even think Everything you needed was coming right through there before you could ever even think. Dear God in heaven, when did you mature so bad that you know what you need and don't need so much and you're gonna withhold what God asked for? It's not about what this church needs or don't need. It's about God said, if you'll give, I'll give back to you. Try me and see if I won't open the windows of heaven. And listen to me, I don't know how you're gonna start this year financially, but I'm gonna tell you something. Your government ain't got a promise. uh, Your job ain't got a promise. uh, Your stocks and bonds ain't got a promise. uh, But what you lay up for your treasure in heaven, it will be there, ladies and gentlemen, with interest. uh, And he may give it to you in a pit boss grill at at dirt cheap, or a machine at dirt cheap, or he may keep you from running over a piece of pipe that jumps up and knocks a hole in your oil pan. I don't know how he'll get it to you, but you honor him with your substance, and he will take care of you. And so she done the craziest thing; she gave her last. Bit of stuff, supplies to feed the prophet. How selfish of the prophet. But you know what she got out of that? You read the rest of that story once she gave what she needed to to the prophet, that entire famine, every time she went back to that meal, and every time she went back to that cruise of oil, there was enough for that day. When she was supposed to be long since dead, she was still getting meal out of the barrel and oil out of the cruise. And I'm telling you, this world may let you down, but he will never let you down. Amen. That's one thing you can do. Amen. I'm trying to move on. The children of Israel Israel, they could not break free from the captivity of the Egyptians. They couldn't get out, but they could cry out to God every day for their deliverance. You say, I can't get this out of my family. I can't break this habit. Okay, then just keep praying. Even though you can't, Egypt is a, is a symbolic of sin, they could not get out on their own. You may have an addiction. You may have a habit. You may have a hang-up that you can't get free from. But dear God in heaven, if you got a weakness in your flesh and you always wanting something that the Bible, I don't care what it is, just don't write it down and say God approves of this. That's what people do. They get tired of fighting and they say, well, I'm just gonna do this and God will approve of it. No, he ain't gonna approve of it. If you you stay hung up till the trumpet sounds, I don't know, but you just keep praying. You just be like the children of Israel. God, I gotta have deliverance from this habit. I gotta have deliverance from this addiction. This is not good. This is not right. This is not healthy. And you just keep holding on to God. I hate it when I scream and holler about stuff like that and get all bent out of shape. Take two. Children of Israel in Egypt, they can't break the captivity. They don't have strength in themselves. Egypt is always typical of sin. And what you struggle with in your nature, sin, whether you have a bad temper, anger, lust, whether you're addicted to uh, marijuana, pornography, uh, head scratching, I don't know. Whatever your hang-up is, just don't try to say, God, I think this is okay. I don't feel bad about this anymore. Honey, if it even is suggested in the Word of God, if it's even suggested, why are you trying to make God line up with your, your laws? I'm just saying, if you don't get the victory, at least die repenting of it. Did y'all hear what I just said? I know that ain't get up, run around the church, dance on the walls type stuff. But that's real. If you don't ever get the victory of that thing you're fighting, at least die saying, God, I'm sorry, help me get over this. This ain't right. They couldn't crawl, they couldn't, they couldn't get out, but they could keep. In God, The Bible said that those prayers just kept building up, building up, building up until God said, I'm going to set them free. They couldn't cross the Red Sea, but they could step into the water in obedience and watch God part those waters. I want to read you something again from the Passion Translation, and I'm trying to get to a close. I know I, don't, I hate getting done after you. Our perspective, like that of the writer, gets messed up. And if we're not careful, we can cave to confusion. People cave into confusion all the time. But listen listen to what the writer of Psalms said in the Passion Version. No one can deny it. God is really good to Israel and all of those with pure hearts. But I nearly missed seeing it for myself. Here's my story I almost lost it all. I was stumbling over what I saw with the wicked because when I saw the boasters with such wealth and prosperity I became jealous over their smug security indulging in whatever they wanted going where they wanted doing what they wanted and with no care in the world no pain, no problems they seemed to have it made they lived as though life would never end they didn't even try to hide their pride and opulence their cruelty and violence is part of their lifestyle pampered and pompous Vice oozes from their souls. They overflow with vanity. They're such snobs. They look down their noses. They even scoff at God. They are nothing but bullies threatening God's people. Loud mouths with no fear of God. Pretending to know it all. Windbags full of hot air impressing only themselves. Yet the people keep coming back to listen to more of their nonsense. Sounds like Hollywood to me. Bunch of morons. They tell their cohorts, God will never know. See, he has no clue of what we're doing. These are the wicked ones I'm talking about. They never have to lift a finger, living a life of ease while their riches multiply. Have I been foolish, he said, to play by the rules and keep my life pure? here I am suffering under your discipline day after day I feel like I'm being punished all day long if I had given in to my pain and spoken of what I was really feeling it would have sounded like unfaithfulness to the next generation when I tried to understand it all I just couldn't it was too puzzling, too much of a riddle to me but then one day I went to the sanctuary of God and the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished He said, in the light of God's glory, my distorted perspective vanished. And then I understood that the destiny of the wicked was near. They're the ones who are on the slippery path. And God will suddenly let them slide off into destruction to be consumed with terrors forever. It will be an instant end to all their life of ease. A blink of an eye and they're swept away by sudden calamity. They're all nothing more than momentary monarchs, soon to disappear like a dream when one awakes. You see, the times in which we live demand that we see life through a corrective perspective. We cannot allow what we see with our natural eyes to keep us from understanding that God is indeed working behind the scenes. In the story of David and Goliath, Goliath made a horrible mistake. He saw David and he thought that's all there was. It cost him his life because he didn't have an understanding that there was more going on than he realized. There's a story in Second Kings six fifteen where the wicked king of Syria he wanted to imprison the prophet Elisha. That's that same area of scripture where they tell him said the king says, "How does he figure all this out? How does he know?" And and they said, "He knows what you say in your bedroom." That prophet does. I don't know that stuff, so you're safe. So, th- this king wanted to destroy Elisha, so he sent a host of his army on horses and chariots. Elisha's servant woke up that morning, looked out the window, and beheld this supersized posse coming to capture them. And in fear, he cries out, Master, what are we going to do? And 2 Kings gives the answer. The prophet said, Fear not. <laughs> I'll let you read it yourself. For they that be with us are more than that be with them. (laughs) And the servant said, You got a mouse in your pocket? Because all I see is two of us. You ain't very good at math. And that's the way we feel sometimes, Jared Dunn. We feel like it's just us and the mouse in our pocket. And the prophet said, God open his eyes open his eyes do the math again folks this year do the math in the great rebellion when the angels rose up with Satan Satan said I'm going to be like God how many of the angels went with him a third so how many does that leave on God's side I hated fractions too. I see all y'all there like me ducking, dodging. I failed fractions. But when you divide the whole into thirds, there's three of them, right? Y'all help me out here. Okay, we're going to do some, some math here. Mark, Clark, get ready. We got the whole divided into thirds. One third went over here with the devil. Be careful there. Don't want to get tall men mixed up. One third wanders off over here with the devil. What does that leave over here? Honey, we got him two to one. There's a whole lot of things you can't do. But there's a whole list innumerable things that you can do because that prophet said, said servant listen there's more that be with us than there are with them we got them outnumbered I know it don't always seem that way just because it didn't seem that way to him but we've got to allow our faith to be controlled by what we we cannot allow our faith to be controlled by what we see with our natural eyes I looked and I just wanted to see how many twenty-twenty verses there were, so I went through the whole Bible finding 2020, 2020, 20 Chronicles 2020, I was I was thrilled with this. And it says, They rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Believe his prophets so shall you prosper. They were outnumbered in this particular battle. They were terribly outnumbered. Verse 21 says, And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. They're in battle. They're fixing to die. They got a huge army fixing to destroy them. How do you take care of business? Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna appoint singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of his holiness. And as they went out before the army, and and they began to say, Praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah, and they were smitten. 2020, he said, Please believe the prophets, believe in the Lord your God. Verse 15 declared the truth that we need to understand. Verse verse 15 said, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. You see, you can't win the battle on your own, but you can keep crying out to your God who hears you pray, and he will come through for you. He will come through. I'm closing. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 says, what shall we then say to these things? Anybody know? What shall we say to these things? You need to say that right now. It's part of your corrective perspective. If God be for us. Just let that roll off of your Lips, just a minute here. I, I know we're not swinging from the chandeliers, wasn't planning on it. I'm setting a message for the beginning of this year that you need to hang on to. You may need to listen to it throughout the year, but something needs to roll off of your lips right now. God is for us. God is for us. And if God be for us, who can stand against us? We need to pray. Elisha's prayer for one another this year I know we we need to pray for people in circumstances and situations and I know that but we need to pray for people's vision just like what does the Bible say the angels of the Lord do the Bible says the angels of the Lord In camp around about them that fear him. Remember our little math lesson? These guys over here? These guys are over here. They all live in California. (laughs) Just teasing. These guys all over here, they all work for Facebook, Instagram. Some of y'all are going to quit this church and go to some other church if I don't get off of that. Might as well go ahead and start looking. Because you know I'm telling the truth. These guys, they're all busy doing stupid stuff. These guys are encamped around about them that fear the Lord. So our prayer, Kais forehead would you pray for me this year? Because there's days I forget this equation, Kais forehead. As a pastor, there's days that I forget we got them outnumbered. I get scared, and I see things happening that I can't do anything about, and it's out of my control, and somebody drifts away, and it breaks my heart, and I, I can't reach. I can't. There's things I can't do, and I forget about this this fractions Brother Nolan would you join Brother Cass Farhat Would you pray this year God open pastor's eyes We got to pray Clark Bynum We got to pray for one another Because when life gets heavy And we get a cancer report And we get this and that and the other We forget We get afraid and We get scared and our perspective gets confused. We get angry and bitter and hurt and cross. We lose the quality of our relationship with God. And the prophet simply said, Lord, <laughs> open his eyes. Open his eyes. That's what's so cool to me about David. See, Goliath made a terrible mistake. But all them other cats that's supposed to be on David's team made the same mistake they were crawled up under <clears throat> my wife accidentally run over one of my cats I was collecting cats I was starting to look like a cat guy one of them wasn't smart enough to get out from under the wheel I watched him the day before and I tried to tell him cat you're dumb that woman ain't gonna see you one of these days and I tried to have that conversation he wouldn't listen and next day she pulled out and he just run his head right under the wheel I was like that was dumb I mean poor cat I'll try to help you and all them other cats is out there looking at him what's up cat but now when my wife drives in they say, I don't know what she did to him but I ain't going there That looked rough. That looked bad. All them other cats, they were hiding. They were under chairs. They were in caves. They were in holes. They were in tents. King himself was all hid away, scared to death. Old bright-eyed David, he'd been out there in the hills not looking at Facebook, so his vision was clear. Even your eyes, Even your eyes don't work right, y'all. After you look at Facebook all a long time, do y'all understand that? Does anybody know? You know that? You walk outside and you can't even see right. I know. I've been there. Done that. I found myself ignoring my grandbaby Austin, not wanting to go outside and play with him because I wanted to look at Facebook. That's about two or three years ago. Uh, uh-uh, no, I ain't no. I'm getting a hold of myself. So all these cats hiding, the kings hiding. Are you ready to sing? Are you sure? You ain't gonna make me wait long time. All right. All these they hiding under tables. They're hiding everywhere they can. Hiding in their tents. And David comes in. He says, "Hey, what's up, y'all? See me a man to fight." Well, they all tuck their tail. What is that idiot doing? Who does he think he is? <laughs> David said, hey, what's that? What's up? We're scared to death as a giant. He's after our head. See, the devil's still after your head. He just wants you to keep it on your shoulders. He don't want to take it off. He just wants inside it. David said, are you kidding me? He said, I'm a shepherd. I got an anointing on me. He said, one day I was out in the field, a lion came after me. I, I ripped his head off. A bear came after me. I gave him a knuckle sandwich, gave him a left to the gut, tore his throat open. I said, that ain't nothing up there. Saul tried to put his armor on David. What kind of idiot is that? He was, what I'm telling you is when you get scared, what, I'm serious, what idiot? Saul was one of the biggest dudes in the camp. And here comes David, this little guy. What idiot wants to put him? <laughs> you are see little kid wearing his daddy's cowboy hat? Whoa, Saul sent me here to fight. Let me lift my helmet up where I can see you. Hold on a minute, let me get my sword. What idiot. See, when you get afraid, your perspective gets so messed up that you'll try the stupidest stuff to solve your problem. Dear God, I'm preaching to you right now. David walked up that mountain knowing these fractions and he said you come at me with a sword and a shield years of experience in battle you are three times my size and got way more education in battle but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts and sucker you going down something's got to get a hold of us in 2020 folks we're facing Goliaths We're facing addiction epidemics. We're facing mental illness epidemics. I don't know if you're keeping up with it, and I give them a hard time, but I really do pray for them. I'm watching, and you go back and look at your news. Almost every day or every other day, some Instagram star or some star takes their life by by drugs or by suicide. Anybody else seeing that? Raise your hand if you're seeing that pattern. They are scared senseless because the devil is consuming them there are more that be with us than there are that be with them and we've got to shine the light church we've got to shine the light that there's a God that loves them there's a God that cares for them but if we're all caught up in our own little fearful world we'll never help anybody else we'll never get anybody else free but David walked up there with a corrective perspective and he said I'm telling you in the name of the Lord of hosts I'm going to feed you to the fowls of the air and I'm quitting. What's that first song I told you, Kara? Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. I want you to sing this little song. You can come to the altar. You don't have to whatever you want to do. But I want you to sing this just for a minute for this year. Open the eyes. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, This altar is open. If I there's something you want to talk to him about, don't just sit there, you kneel there, what have you to do.